comes to take over from here in Jesus' name. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I am here to share on a very important topic, surviving the seasons of your life. It doesn't matter the seasons that Kenuvia has gone through. They can be your seasons. Your seasons can never be his seasons. Your season cannot be my season. I may not survive yours, but I have to survive mine. I have to survive this season so that I can embrace that which God has for me. Praise the name of Jesus. Turn with me to the book of Exodus chapter 3. I know when you hear about Exodus chapter 3, you think about the burning bush. Let the bush burn. But today, I want to borrow that text of scripture and use it to bless the body of Christ because I must survive this season. You have to survive this season. We have to survive the seasons of our lives because Jehovah has a plan for your life and has a plan for my life. Surviving the seasons of life. Exodus chapter 3, I want to read from verses 5. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God. I want you to honor this verse 6. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to do what? To look upon God. Tell your neighbor, you will not be afraid after this week. You will not be afraid to look at God after this week. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Verse 7, the Bible says, and the Lord says, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So, verse 8, so I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of Egyptians and to bring them out from that land to a good land and a large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of what? God is giving you land. He is giving Israelis land that belongs to somebody else. Ay, ay. God is saying, I am giving them land that is good land that flows with milk and honey, but that land is being occupied by somebody else. Because God doesn't care who sits on your seat or who drives your car or who lives in your house or who is doing business in your own business premises. When the time comes, they leave. God says, I'm giving you land, but this land is occupied. Tell your neighbor, fight for your breakthrough. He says, I'm giving you the land, and instead of you, and so that you don't jump up and down saying, nimepewa, 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 na I want you to understand as much as the land flows with milk and honey, verse 8, he says, this land is the place of the, number one, Canaanites. Two, the Hittites. Three, the Amorites, four, the Parasites, and five, 
the Evites, and as if that is not enough, there is another group of people called the Jebusites. Or, in short, I am giving you the land that is occupied by the Heights. Because sometimes we preachers need to clarify positions. I've not started preaching. When I start, you will know. We preachers need to clarify positions of scripture and God's position in the minds of the people listening to us. When God promises you a job, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a new company that is going to start. When God promises you a husband or wife, it doesn't mean that they are living in Thika today or in Kenya. But God has a way of doing things. God has a way of manipulating time and season so that they can bring you into order in the plan of God and the plan that God has for you. He says, I'm giving you this land and therefore I want you to understand there are other people who have a title to that land. That's why we have to fight for your breakthrough in this season. There is somebody else and these are not just foreign people, groups of people. These are how many of them? Count them later because my time is going. Oh my goodness, I'm excited to hear this thing. He says, hmm, verse 9, Now therefore, hmm, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Verse 10 and 11, the last two. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And then verse 11, which is where I'm going to begin preaching. But Moses said, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Now let's begin there. After God has given Moses the plan for his life and the new season that is coming to his life, hallelujah, you need to understand this is a man who was raised in the state houses of Egypt. He had grown in the best universities. He had studied in the best universities of Egypt. And Egypt is one of the oldest civilizations. He had the best education that you can get. He had a mother who was the daughter of Pharaoh. He was raised to be the next Pharaoh of Egypt. He never took hope and air baths. He had showers and saunas and jacuzzis and hot baths. And he had massage parlors within the palace. This is a man who knows what it feels to be at the top. But that season changed. Because his mission and purpose was not in the palace. Come on somebody. His mission. I want you to understand you have a mission and you have a purpose. I want you to understand God relates with you based on your mission and your purpose. We always bind people. There are two people that are bound by Christians every day. Can I tell you who they are? And they are always demonized by Christians because we miss the mark. Can I tell you who the first one is? Mm -hmm. Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot, his mission on earth was to betray Christ. 
so that you and me can be born again today. That was his mission. But he had a choice to be the person or not to be the person. We all have a mission. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them, honey, or whatever you call them, baby, or you call them sweetheart, or whatever you call them. So long as their husbands and their wives are not seated next to them, you can call them a name. You know, this is the only place you can call somebody a name without anything attached to it. <laughs> tell them you have a mission to accomplish. Come on, somebody, you have a mission to accomplish, and therefore, you must fulfill your purpose here on earth. We demonize Judas Iscariot. If Judas Iscariot would have run away from his mission, there would be no salvation today. Because somebody had to betray Christ. He may have failed, but he fulfilled his purpose. Can I tell you another one? Samson. The Philistines had oppressed the Hebrews for many years, taking their food and everything else. And somebody needed to teach them a lesson. Now, let me not go further because I realize this thing is moving. Each one of you has a mission and a purpose. And one of the things you need to determine in this world is where you are. Whether, this, whether you are on your mission and whether you are fulfilling your what? Your purpose. There are two words. Mission and what? And purpose. Moses is raised in the best place. He is given the best of the best. The environment is great. But it is not where his mission is. And one day the Spirit of God helps him to understand that my purpose, my mission is to deliver the children of Israel in the fields. And he walks away. And that season of glory, that season of glory, that season of glory is completely removed out of his life. And he moves out to another season where he teams up with the slaves and becomes one of them. Although he is not. Some of you don't know how to become something you are not. We think the CID and, uh, and, the, and uh, the special branch are the only people who become something that they are not. So that they can accomplish a what? A mission. Hey, God told Ezekiel, I want you to go to Babylon I want you to go to Babylon so that you can understand what I have called you for. I want you to go to Babylon and go and sit with the Matekas. You sit down with the people that are in captivity for how many years? Seventy years. So that you can understand the mission that I have called you to. And he says, go and do nothing. Go and sit down and for seven days do nothing. And say nothing because some of us are so quick to say it. That will be spoken another day. I want you to understand that God has a purpose and a mission. Ezekiel sits there 
And the Bible says, and I've sat where they sat. And I felt what they feel. And once he sat where they sat and experienced what they experienced, the word of the Lord comes to me and tells him, son of man, open your mouth now. I can message you. Now I can send you to the people that you understand and know what their take is. Moses could not fulfill his mission and purpose while he was still in the palace. Although he could take some excursions or missions, short missions. He became a slave. Another season of his life. And while he was a slave, the Bible says he got impatient. Those are my words. He got impatient of this season. He wanted to end the season quickly. And he went and saw an Egyptian fighting and an Hebrew man, and he was strong. He taught them manners, killed him, and buried him without a burial committee. And he walked on for the mission that he had started, and the following day was day two for his mission. He went and found two of them who were supposed to understand who he is, two Hebrews, and he was in Hebrew. When he tried to solve their problem, they asked him, who made you our ruler? I'm going to talk about the season of rejection. Because some of us don't survive that season. Whether you are rejected by your husband, or whether you are rejected by your wife, or whether you are rejected by brethren, or whether you are rejected by your employer, or whether you are rejected by who, that is a season that kills so many people. Rejection. They rejected him. He was doing it for them. He wanted to deliver them and solve their problem. But they never saw him. Can I tell you why? Do you know why they rejected Moses? Although he is an Hebrew. Although you know why they rejected Moses? Because Moses was raised in Egypt as a what? Come on, talk to me somebody. As an Egyptian. He spoke Egyptian. He dressed like an Egyptian. But while he was a little boy, his mother told him, you are not Egyptian. You are Hebrew. Two people living in one person. How do you balance this? You are raised Egyptian. But you know you are not. When he went to the Egyptians, he had more acceptance. Then when he joined his brethren, they rejected him. We'll come to that tomorrow. How you deal with the season of what? Rejection. Moses finally discovered that my mission is rejected. I cannot fulfill my purpose here. And he runs away to the wilderness. And it cost him how many years? Talk to me somebody. 40 years.
Ask your neighbor, how long have you been in the wilderness? How long? He left the palace, season one. He became a slave so that he can understand their language. But when he came to deliver them, when it came to the moment of fulfilling his purpose, they rejected him. And that rejection cost him 40 years in the wilderness. And when he has given up hope, when he has given up hope, because the first thing that rejection kills in your life is hope. It fills you with hopelessness. And hopelessness as a brother called emptiness. And then they give birth to a son called Ngiza. Nasikia mtu akisema mimi naona Ngiza. Nikiangalia maisha yangu ya kesho naona Ngiza. Nikiangalia ndoa yangu naona Ngiza. Nikiangalia kazi yangu wanasema naona Ngiza sio ni future because hopelessness is a child of rejection that creates some emptiness that gives birth to darkness. For 40 years, Moses fell in love with rejection. And he decided, I'm not going to become a pastor because I will be rejected more. I'm not going to become a choir master because I will be rejected more. I'm not going to work in a factory because they may reject me again. He decided to go and become a shepherd because sheep don't ask questions. They don't. Sheep don't ask questions. I don't know which corner you retreated to. Ask your neighbor. Wengine hapa hawakulangi hoteli zingine. Wengine hapa hata wakienda kazini hawapendi kukutana na watu wengine. Na hata mkienda church wengine wanatukanga kabla ya wengine kuwaona. Na wanakaanga kona fulani. Because rejection pushes you to a corner. And he went to feed sheep because sheep don't ask you whether you have a diploma or a degree or a certificate or whether you speak in tongues or not. It was in that place for 40 years he felt comfortable because nobody's bothering him. Nobody's judging him. Nobody. Then God comes. He tells him nothing has changed. Look at your neighbor and tell them nothing has changed. My situation hayayote. My circumstances hayayote. My season isizote. Hasijambadirisha. You are the original of God. You are not a photocopy of God's mind. You are an original idea in the mind of God. 
And after this season is over. After this season is done. Then there will be a voice that will tell you, I am still the God of Abraham. I am still the God of Isaac. I am still the God of Jacob. And the assignment is still on. The deal is still on. The circumstances and the seasons you have gone through have not changed my deal with you.